show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear... Now, it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a of a Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Off the Rackham Sound. I'm Tiffany. We're going to be talking about books that came out last week, reviewing them, recapping them, telling you what we thought about them, and mm-hmm. then recommending books that are coming out next week that we think you should pick up. Yeah. Uh, today we're going to talk about Man of Steel number five, The Century number one, and uh, that's, that's it, kind of it. Unless we really. want to talk about, I might I may bomb in on Marvel two and one just because fine. it's such a good book that yeah. needs to be like the top seller every month, and yeah. it isn't. There was plenty um, of the stuff that came out this week, but. It, it was not, it was slim pickings I'm, for me. I'm not gonna lie; it's like literally a hundred degrees outside yeah. with like really high humidity. So like, I feel like my energy level is like being just crushed under like, the sweltering we have weight. Air conditioning on right now, so if you hear that, sorry. That's what it is. It's um, just a but like I'm still so warm now. Of course, I am wearing like a a baseball tee. Yeah, we're wearing like shoulder. A three, yeah, well, it's for a reason. I have like two Batman shirts. Yeah. Now, why are you going to wear a Batman shirt? Because I'm going to go play Arkham City uh-huh. um, after this over on Twitch. Um, so, yeah. Because <laughs> um, Arkham City won out in the poll. It did. It was between that and Arkham Knight. Arkham City won. Yeah. As well it should. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to uh, watch Tiffany play Arkham City and maybe see a couple of cameos every once in a while on that channel, you can always go to twitch.tv slash comicpoptv and... Uh, and and follow and subscribe now. Yeah, we finally did it, guys. We finally got affiliated. Affiliated? Yeah. Or affiliated. Yeah, that's right. So before <laughs> we jump into Man of Steel number five, which is written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by a host of people, oh, uh, we'll Jason Fabic continues. And, and Adam Hughes. Adam Hughes uh, does interiors for some reason, and uh, there's somebody else who no, also does. No, that's it. It's just Adam Hughes and Jason Fabic oh, as really? the artists, and then Adam Hughes and Alex Sinclair did the colors. Okay. So Hughes colored his own work. Ugh. Uh, Algie Try in the super chat says, "What? I'm finally catching this live. <laughs> Shout out to this super couple. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Whoa, we Whoa. were so super. We. It's just that you know, that was not a blur. That was the haze from the heat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's. <laughs> let's but thank you very much, man. Uh, let's jump into the Man of Steel saga. It's the penultimate issue of the Bendis miniseries that is catching you up, setting the stage yeah. and the precedent for Bendis's entire hostile takeover of the character Superman. I. Yeah. Okay." Uh, I've hated every issue, um, and was this uh, one any different? and this one was no different at all. This one was for this was, in my opinion, the most egregious. Yes, there, egregious a, is a good word, and, and I have a number of reasons for that. Like the other ones are just kind of like, all right, whatever. It, this feels like someone a little too excited jumping into something, but this issue for the first time during this whole thing, I was just like, I really don't think you know what you're doing. Right, like. I know everybody. A lot of people were like, I don't think Bendis knows what he's doing. But I'm just saying, like, I, earlier, I it's just, it kind of felt like the excitement. He was, like, just, he was just really jazzed. Too much. I, yeah. Like, and, he had too much sugar, and then he tried to sit down and, like, put together, like, a, a model kit. <laughs> Bendis helped 
build the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He helped create the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. He wrote one of the best runs of Spider-Man of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, he also brought me into the Avengers and maybe from a person who thought the Avengers was like a toxic brand to being one of my favorite franchises. Mm -hmm. And he can't write Superman. I, I, and I'm, like, this is coming from a person who is not an apologist. It's, no, I'm a legitimate fan. I dug Jessica yeah. Jones, I, or Alias, really. Yeah. Uh, I dig a lot of his work. Yeah. A lot more than most people in our position. Right. People who are, like, paid to review things. Yeah. You know, like, they're like, ah, Bendis, blah. Bendis yeah. who? Me, Bendis. You know, like, I get it. You've, I've heard all the jokes. I've told a few myself, but mostly in tongue-in-cheek fashion. Mm -hmm. Bendis can't write Superman. Yeah. And I don't mean, like, he can't, he doesn't get the character. It's more like... I don't want to read anything that he writes regarding Superman because yeah. his direction is not what I want. No, it's true. I mean, for me, it honestly feels like like he is he wants to write Superman a certain way, but the situation he's in right now doesn't allow for it. Yeah. And so like he's trying to in a very short amount of time shape the world to work for him, yes. and therefore characters act and speak in a way they normally would not. Oh, completely. Um, no, it, I actually had a and, thought about this recently. I'll yeah. let you no, no, finish. okay. Well, the, the, the thought I had was, if this was, I mean, it's the beginning of a new run. And yeah. I was thinking about how, like, everybody hated everybody who started the new run after the most celebrated last run, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. nobody... It's hard. Like, so many people really hated Spider-Man Brand New Day after JMS left the title. And... I was one of those people, and I think one of the people, one of the reasons why most people hated it so much, or was, was so uh, vitriolically responding to it, yeah. was because it was such a shift in such a short amount of time that had everything to do with editorial and had nothing to do with, like, time right, or right. space. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate, like, when you have a run, and then a character is a certain way for a while, and then someone wants to upset the apple cart and shake things up. Yeah. Right on, I get it. Like, a married Superman with a kid... Maybe that is, for you, not exciting, or maybe for the line, it's not the most economically viable for you. But it's only been two years yeah. since we just started this brand new status quo. Mm -hmm. You know, like, people being like, I like an unmarried Spider-Man. Like, okay, you know what? Like, I can't argue with you. I had 20 years of it. Yeah. You know? More than 20 years of a married Spider-Man. I have 20 years worth of stories. Yeah. A married child saddled, you know, <laughs> Superman with yeah. a new character and a whole new completely separate universe, or in a newly changed universe, two years. Yeah. And now it's out the window. Seemingly. Seemingly out the window. And Seemingly. even if it isn't, you're not winning friends and influencing people by making it look like you're throwing it out the window. I know no. we're going to get into the book in a minute, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, I understand the, the reason why you should give him some time. Yeah. He didn't give anyone any time. He wants to do what he likes. He doesn't even care. Like, he he doesn't even care about, like, he wants things to be the same way they were clearly when he read the book, which yeah. must have been 25 years ago. So, like, there's no, there's, there's you know, there, there are none, or he read it, or he jumped into Superman during the New 52, and that's what he likes the most. But even then, he didn't read all of it. Because in the last issue, Superman ignites his solar flare, a new power from the New 52 that he uses on Rolgulzar to destroy the Fortress of Solitude yeah. and any hope of Kandor being fixed. Uh -huh. And the whole thing about the power was that it's like way too powerful for Superman for him to like do a Super Saiyan move. So it's he, ex he explodes all of his solar energy and then he's depowered for 24 hours. Ooh. Yeah. 
he better have defeated his villain or else he's going to be killed yeah. once that villain re- like re- reconfigures. Yeah. So he does it in the last issue, and the next issue, it's like they didn't even remember that happened. Right, no, I know. I Hang on, before we get into that, um, Super Chat from Silvery Cricket yes. says, Man of Steel, the book I enjoy until I put it down and think about it. I, I couldn't even put it down. I was, like, reading, I'm like, no! No, you were really upset about this. And, like, again, like I said, like, this is the first issue where I'm just, like... You, you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah, like, like I'm oh. really worried. Like, really worried. Yeah. Um, now, I bet they're going to argue with the solar flare power to make it work. Well, because that, it was the new 52 power. Yes. We could also say Rebirth. When they merged. That, yep, like, Superboy reality punch. It's just that, you know, now he's a complete Superman in a sense. Yep, now he can do the solar flare and still be Superman. Yeah, I bet they're going to do something like that if they address it at all. Which they won't. They may not. Um, all right, so let's let's just kind of summarize what happens in this book. Um, we come in, and Superman is rocketing away from Earth with Rogelzar in tow, essentially being like, I gotta get him out of here before he starts destroying anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so they end up kind of tussling on the moon, yep. where uh, Rogelzar pretty much wins, but, like, right before he wins, like, and by wins, I mean, like, gets he the upper hand. Knocks out Superman. Yeah, like, he doesn't actually kill him. Doesn't kill him. No, even Not though that's yet. all he wants to do. Not yet. He's got another plan. Oh, um, now he wants. Now he's a plan. Now he's a plan. Because before he needed to kill him. Yeah, and well, like he's got to. Do, maybe he has to do it in a very specific way, which he does. Um, he's really villaining it up here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Superman sees a, a flash of light, like a symbol, which to me, like the way he draws it later on, isn't what you see in in the shot, in the flash, in no. the flash. Uh-huh. Oh, um, there gets a circle with what looks like a lightning bolt and like a, another circle in the center of it. It's like it's a lightning pokeball. Yeah. Um, it's like, but the, like flash the Flash and did an endorsement deal with Pokemon. Yeah, because like the Flash does have a, a, one of his times where he had a logo mm-hmm. had this like the very specific circle with the circle and the, and the lightning bolt. But mm-hmm. this lightning bolt almost has like a a blunted top to it, which is more like the Shazam yes. lightning bolt versus the Flash one, which is double pointed. So we'll see where that ends up right. going. But, but keep that in mind. It has significance. Logo, logo. branding, go. Branding. You know I'm all for that. Um, and then we see a little bit more uh, because every time Superman is either distracted or something triggers a memory of what happened with his family, we see some more Jason Fabic pages. And we come in with, um, of course, Jor-El there mm-hmm. being like, "I got I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take John with me because yeah. like he's not going to be able to make good choices based on what you're doing, Cal, because like yep. you're really bad at things. Yes. And that's I've, how he acts. Like I have escaped from Dr. Manhattan. I have changed my complete one heel turn because originally he hated all humanity. He got yep. really like racist against humanity. Yep. Then uh, Superman teaches him the error of his ways yep. and he realizes what he, what's wrong and that's when... Whoever, probably Dr. Manhattan, although nowadays, who knows? Yeah. Probably nobody now. Uh, kidnaps Mr. Oz, gets him out of here, gets him off the table, because he might unite and help Superman. Right. Uh, but now he's fine, and he has a rocket ship, and he wants to take John to space. Right, and, like, basically show him the galaxy so that he can make better informed decisions. Yes. Um, which is, like, an interesting concept, but, like, right. it, it, done actually, in all the wrong ways. Yeah, because they did it already when Tomasi was writing it. Yeah. When uh, he tried to kidnap John and take him away. A lot of people have tried to take John and, like... Especially this one. Especially, yeah. But, I mean, like... But, yes. Uh, yeah, he tries was, to... That was, like, a thing that was going on with John mm-hmm. for a while. But he tries and to like, take John and take him And, space. like, Cal and... Lo- or Cal. Clark and Lois are very much... It's Cal, but yeah. still. Uh, are They're very like, much no. like, no, you can't just take our son. And out of nowhere, Total, John's like... Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I should be able to make my own decisions. Right. He, he becomes a complete dick. Yeah. In a way that he's never been portrayed. No, it's almost ever. like Damien is pretending to be John. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like... 
Which what? actually wouldn't be too bad. If, like, they knew he was coming, if Batman knew he was coming, and they did a switcheroo. Yeah. And Damien's, like, keeping an eye on Oz, that'd be kind of fun. Right, and John is... Is, is robbing like... it up. <laughs> you know that's not it, because that's too clever. Uh, instead, we get a we get a scene where uh, where John says things like "Who boy, me boy, yeah, Superboy." Like, there's like four different like. Yeah, it's really bizarre. The boy. These. This is like Bendis parodying parodying himself. Yeah, and um, basically, like John just being like. You can't tell me what to do. Every, I'm gonna go. Every every like preteen teenager like stereotype that we've ever seen um, in yes. anything. Um, so. Essentially, we leave it off that Superboy's like, I'm going. Right. And this upsets... And clearly, this is, like, the reason why Superman and Lois are not together anymore. Well, I... Superman lets them go. Oh, see, now, that's not what I thought. I assume what was happening was they make a deal that Lois will go with him. Oh, yeah, all right. Like, I assume the deal is, like, you can take him because John wants to go, but I'm going with you. Right. And... Cal's like, you better take care of her. Yeah. Because if you come back without her... Yeah, and without both of them. Yeah, I will... Well, I mean, John can kind of take care of himself, in a Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. They sort of... I mean, so can Lois. Right. We've seen her do it. Yeah. She had to be a fury Here's the thing. That is not the worst idea. That's what I hope is going to happen, instead of just the destruction of their marriage. It's just that she's not there, and he's constantly worried about the two of them, because he can't be there. Right. Because he's like, I can't go. Right. I have to protect Earth. I have to protect Earth. No offense, Lois, you can write all the, like... Exposés you want on Intergang. But, like, it's not gonna stop, like, no. vocal song. No, And that's um, fine. Like, that I, I, that's an interesting idea. Like, I, I really just assumed that that's where the, that was going. Right. But um, I didn't ask for that. I did not. Like, yeah, I'm not reading right. Superman to see him single and tempted... No, ...by however, these brand new sexy characters that Venice has created. Regardless of how that... I don't like that scene at all. I don't like that scene. No. I don't like how it paid out. No, I even understand. Like, I kind of like the idea behind your theory of it, which Thank hopefully you. is the truth. If it isn't, it will only con- further yes. compound my problem with but it. If, but the scene's written horribly. If my if my my thought on this is accurate, I would desperately hope that they did a book about that, like a mini. Oh, that'd because be great. I would love to see that not written by Bendis. Yeah, and there's no way that there is <laughs> going to be one, and because they've already released art. Of an aged up Damien that will be returning. Damien? I'm sorry, I mean John. <laughs> oh, okay. No, Damien older will be fine. Right? But, uh, so no, anyway, they're gonna bring back John, he's gonna be old. Like a teenager. Like a like a 16 to, like, to 20 year old. Anyway, um... Again, well, I didn't ask for this. Well... Also, Bendis' dialogue does not work with Fabix pencils. Not really. Like, Fabix pencils make this feel like a kind of, like strong Superman, like, quintessential story. But with Bendis' like, hokey horseshit dialogue, which I usually like in the mouths of human beings or regular folk, it's kind of fun. Okay, Bendis can write that, like, really, really solid dialogue. Yes. If you ever read Marvel Knight's Elektra written by Bendis, this is what it feels like. It's the Uh, worst shit. Okay. Okay. Um, It's the worst version of him. So, um, after we leave that, like, back... Flashback. Yes, yes. Backflash. Yeah. We're getting ju- we're gonna jump right back into Adam Hughes' interiors. Yeah, which we'll get into. Um, but we're um back with is it Maggie? Is her name Maggie? No, I no, there's Maggie Sawyer. This is like Oh, it's not Maggie. It's uh I don't remember her name. Whatever the hell the name the the new fo- the sexy fire chief is called. Yeah. <laughs> she introduced herself to the Justice League because she's so freaking important and because right. Justice League talked but to her for like twenty minutes. She's literally um she's trying to take Batman's advice, which I appreciate, and figure out like she's staring at the map, like 
Yeah, whatever. what is... Because remember, don't forget, there's also this arsonist. Yeah, who's like setting things on fire. So mm-hmm. there's another fire. They all run out to, to there when they arrive. Uh, Supergirl has already saved everybody that she can. Everyone, essentially, from the building. Put yep. out as much of the fire as she can, but like it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, never fear, because the Justice League shows up, and then the Flash puts out the rest of the fire. Yes. And... Um, it's basically, it's Cyborg, it's uh, Hal Jordan, it's Batman, it's Wonder Woman, and it's Flash. Yes, now, we it's haven't seen... not the Justice League. Right. <laughs> it's uh, Justice League. It's the Justice League that Bendis was aware of when he was writing the book. Well, I mean, like, yeah, this is sort of. I mean, they're, they're all, they are all here, and Snyder is working with many of these characters right now, so kind of. This... Yeah, con- except for Hal and Cyborg. And Wonder Woman isn't on the team anymore right now. So anyway, um, kind of. But Flash um, does get to say cockapoo which is a line that oh I'd never thought God. I'd see again. That was, like, later on, and, like, literally I thought we were going to, like, check in with characters I didn't know, or, like, children, but whatever. Um, so, um, they're looking for... Superman. Superman, and uh, they asked Supergirl when was the last time they saw him, and, like, um, the deputy fire... Oh, no, she, Supergirl asked the deputy fire. Yes. And she's just like, well, there's a tussle, and she's like, yeah, yeah I know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but inevitably, Supergirl realizes that he's on the moon. Right, gets that's where him. the fight kind of stops. So yeah. she goes there. Res- Brings him back to um, the Hall of Justice. Now, here's why it doesn't work, because the Hall of Justice was an invention of Scott Snyder. Yeah. I mean, like, the Hall of Justice is not created by Scott Snyder, yeah. but this version of the Hall of Justice is. Yeah. And it was debuted in the New Justice League book. Yeah. Which does not star this Justice League. Right. But, I mean, they can all use it, I guess. So- what? All the heroes can use it. That's very convenient. It's all it, you get once once. A it's odd they would all be the hanging team. around at the same time, like they were getting together all the time. Or, this, this is like the inner. It's like a little inner circle. Right. They're like, they're like a little best friends. Club. So there is already an inner circle in John's mind. I know John's not in this book. I know. Uh, where they have a table and all their logos are I on know, it, I and Cyborg's isn't on it. I meant like they're a bunch of friends who hang out. And sure. Like, yes. Drinks. I don't know. They do have secret doors that lead into, into other dimensions or whatever. Yes. Um. So Superman uses his um heat vision to etch in the the symbol. Yes. We get a clearer picture of what the symbol's supposed to look right, like. Right, which is fine. I mean, like, this is, that's a good idea before he forgets what it looks like. He's uh-huh. just like, this, this is it. Sure. Someone else deal with this. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he, before you find out that, um, Kara went to the Fortress of Solitude mm-hmm. and, like, cleaned up Kandor and, like, got a lot of, like, important things out of the way because they were just left exposed. And Rokozar didn't care about any of them, so he just left it a hot mess, so she kind of took care of everything. Yes, even though Superman vaporized it in the previous issue. Well, um, maybe not. You know, just saying. I know. Just I pointing know, it out. I know. I know. And this is, of course, where Flash says his line, which I like. It's like, <sighs> and he says it again in case you were wondering which of them said it. Right. And I'm like, I really didn't need to know anyone said that at all. It's the worst thing. It's the thing that no human says out yeah. loud at all. Mm-hmm. And it's even more egregious when you make the Flash say it. Yeah. Um, they also ask, um, start questioning, like, you know, would anything from like Krypton's history like cause like there to be like, you know crazy zealots and like and they're like not really not like that mm-hmm. like luckily like Kara's there too it's also not true but whatever well they said not like this I know I'm just like, saying I don't know whatever um, but inevitably Superman realizes what Rogozar's plan is as he starts thinking things through and he's right, just Batman like Batman actually comes up with a bright idea yeah but um Superman takes off and leaves Kara behind, and she's like, I don't understand how he could leave me behind. And, like, Wonder Woman's like, because he doesn't need you on the battlefield right now. He needs to be thinking about things, because you're, like, an endangered species right now. Yeah. And he's just like, then so is Superman. Right, but guys. he's Superman. <laughs> By the like, way. Oh, yeah. Silvery Cricket says, I think the, the, the destruction of Kandor is a shocking show of horror that is a strong and interesting moment. I'm upset that it was done such a weak story. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think it needed to be done at all. But no, uh, but I, I agree appreci- with that. Like I like that is the in kind the hands of, of a better writer it would have been really that's good. A, I think that's exactly what Silver yeah. Cricket's saying, and I completely agree with that. Like I think it's one of those things that you could pull out. Yeah, you could do that. Right, like in in a moment that warrants it. Right. Uh, also, Gorgon Fish. What are the odds that Aged Up John is the arsonist? Ooh, time travel stuff. Oh, I hope not. That would be kind of cool if the pattern is like a warning. I'm sure the pattern will end up being the circle with the lightning bolt in it. Oh my god! There um, you go. So it's John. Maybe, so yeah, it's John. Know. It's future That's... John trying to tell himself, "Don't let me go on the spaceship." Or with... trying to tell his dad something. I don't know. Yeah, like it's all connected. Rogelzar, the the, the trip to the future, or the trip into space. Probably not. Probably not, though. Probably not. So anyway, he realizes, or he comes to the conclusion with Batman that, like, well, Krypton had to be destroyed in order to get rid of, like, the Kryptonian, right. which is, like, yeah, I mean, that was, like, the easy way to get rid of all of them. Yeah, but, so like... So then he figures that he's just, like, therefore, Earth must also be destroyed because Kryptonians lived on it. Right. And I'm like... What? That seems kind of extreme, but you know what? I'm not Rogelzar. I'm not, like... Yeah. And he's totally right. He goes and, To the like, center of the right, Earth. which is a very classic sort of Superman scene in a sense where he's just digging down, you mm-hmm. know, like, I don't know. That's very like old school Superman for me. And when he gets into the, the earth's core, there's Robles are with like a machine. And he's yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. And he's just like, Oh, Oh, you figured it out. Well, and the last horse crosses the finish line. Yeah. We didn't, you didn't have a Batman on Krypton. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Man of Steel number five. Uh, yeah, that happened. Can um, you recommend it? Well, hang on. Can we talk about the art real quick? Please, yes, um, yes. Adam Hughes. Adam Hughes who is I lo- like, Whose covers I enjoy. Really, really strong single image <laughs> artist, which is, that's not a, that's not necessarily negative. There are plenty of artists who can't do sequentials. Yeah, Kevin Wada, for example. Right? Like I've only seen their covers. I feel like that must be because they can't do sequentials, because otherwise, right. why wouldn't they? Right, right. And, like, that's fine. That just means that, like, that's where your strength is. It's it's depicting one solid image that encapsulates something. Right, let them do that. Go for it, man. Nailed it. Yeah, you could actually have had Adam Hughes doing all the covers, since all the covers have no reflection of what's happening on the interiors. Yeah, that would have been fine. Um, But his interiors just are not good. The colors are terrible. The inks are not good. It's just, it doesn't work for me at all. Well, the humans are so separated from the backgrounds. If there are any. Right, which works when he does his covers. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's... You're supposed to be looking at one image. It just works really well. The moment well. of Superman in the hospital bed. Yeah. It's two pages away. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I thought you were just going to talk about it. It just looks like humans are floating in space. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of does. I it's mean, like, just weird. That doesn't really bother me. What bothers me here is just how dark, because of the white background, everything. Right. It's just, it's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's very bizarre to look at. Yeah. Um... So, it was not choice. Like very you could have gotten choice. literally anyone to do it, because like it's a Bendis book, it's a huge Superman title, it's a mini series, so there's not much like yeah. re- like of uh, re- required. Could have gotten anybody to do it. Yeah, but I mean, maybe he just wanted to work with him. Maybe he's a friend. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. All Weird I know choice. is not not a fan of these interiors. Didn't work. So, nope. so Man of Steel number five. Uh, don't buy it. Don't buy this book. Uh, last issue's coming out. We're gonna buy it because we have to. Yeah. But don't, don't, unless you're way into it. Yeah, which, like, you know what? It's, it's up to you. Different that's, strokes for different folks. That's right. But, like, I'm not loving this, but we'll keep reading it. Yeah. But they do, uh, Flash does refer to the fact that the, the Flash, the, the lightning bolt looks like his. Yeah. He's like, oh. Yeah. The lightning bolt, huh? No one talks about Shazam, because Jeff Johns is still sitting on Shazam's character for a while. But uh, I think we are meant to think about it, because here's the thing. Uh, it used to be 
that like no one could touch any character because Jeff Johns is working on it. Mm-hmm. But like I guarantee you, Bendis gets to do whatever he wants. Oh yeah, no, you're you're probably definitely right about that. So yeah. Um. Okay, let's jump into Marvel Two and One. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Buy it. <laughs> do I recommend it? Yes. Check it out. Anything fun happen? Everything. Everything fun happens. Everything's fun. The the the, the new character that uh, Zdarsky introduces, like they're smart. Interdimensional, like hopping compatriot. Yeah. Their 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 companion, if you will. Uh, her her twist happens in this book, and it's fun and earned and great and cool. Okay. Uh, we're we're very very methodically leading towards the finish line, which is of course the debut of the Fantastic Four. Interestingly enough, um, you know, Slot's taken over Fantastic Four, which like would have been a really good idea until this freaking book came out with Zdarsky, where I'm like. No! It turns out Zdarsky <laughs> can write the Fantastic Four like a friggin' boss! So I want more of that! Yeah. Uh, damn it! That being said, it, it was really cool. They're, they're, okay, it, it's beyond Thunderdome, and they're trapped in an alternate reality where, where the Civil War didn't end, and Spider-Man, like, does the coup de gras on the other two, and just takes over. So Peter Parker, or Spider-Man, is just like the Tina Turner character in charge of Thunderdome, and uh, the Fantastic Four are like, or well, the Fantastic Two are trapped there. And it turns out that like the girl character who's been traipsing around the the, the known un- or the unknown universe yeah. is not looking for Reed and Sue because she also knows that they're dead. She's looking for her sister who's also dead. She's like, I'm just gonna switch out my sister with an alternate reality sister. Oh, it's like uh, Rick and Morty. It's Rick and Morty. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Uh, LKM Cherokee Brian Michael Bendis is trash. R.I.P. <laughs> Superman, Batman. R.I.P. And Final Crisis is greater than Man of Steel. Even if Sal hates Morrison, I don't hate Morrison. Uh, I hate Morrison isms. Um, yeah. I, I. What are you? What are you doing? Uh, my hair is like a disaster today because the humidity. It's really bad today. <laughs> Not your hair, the humidity. No, it's. But uh, no, I dig Morrison. Uh, I, I don't dig Morrison when he like is jerking himself off all the time. But, like, I do enjoy Morrison when he's, like, worked effectively. Animal yeah. Man, for example, Doom Patrol. Um, yeah. Some of his Batman's not bad. Um, you know. Anyway. All right. Um, let's jump into the century, then. This is probably going to be a shorter episode. Yes. Yeah, so because okay, we only have a couple of books to talk about. But just, we'll a, have, just a quickie review we'll with have, no spoilers. We'll have plenty to talk about next week. Oh, yeah, no. Next one. There's lots of uh, stuff going on. The century. Uh, it's, it's just... Oh, it's, hang on. Written by uh, Jeff Lemire. Yep. Kim. Yeah. Um, with art by Ch- Kim Jacinto? Jacinto. I gave it a shot. Yeah. And it worked out. Um, for the no-spoiler version, this is yeah. a five-issue miniseries, or at the very least, it's a five-part story called Century World. Yeah. And uh, it is just a reintroduction to Super... Or to Century? Mm-hmm. Superman. <laughs> um, which is interesting because normally you'd think, like, oh, the Century's kind of like a Superman allegory. Yeah. In this book, it's more like he's a Captain Marvel slash Sazam allegory. Yes. In, like, a big, cool, interesting, fun, like, way. Because yeah. I've never seen Marvel go, I'm going to try that idea. I'm right? going to try the Marvel family idea. I would say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. and so can the chat, honestly. But and they will. This is a not, non-spoiler review of it, but I would say... If you enjoy elements of Moon Knight, you might enjoy elements of this because mm. of the sort of um, elements and tropes in a way that they examine. Yeah. And a certain humanizing quality. Right. Qualities. Uh, God, if only Declan Shalvey were drawing this, oh, this would yeah. be uh, like a must purchase. No, I'm not saying they're exactly the same. No. But it's just that like 
examining the superhero from a different perspective and with a different lens, mm-hmm. which I feel like Moon Knight does. Yes, and because the Sentry has been, like, they've pretty much done everything they can with that premise, like, why not try anything else yeah, with that character? Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. The only context you need is the Doctor Strange brought him back to life. Yes, and actually they do something a little different here. Yeah. Like... Sort of. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I like what they did better here. Oh, yeah. Where, like, and what Kate's did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I mean, like, it's it's like it's kind of where their relationship left off isn't yeah. quite where Kate's left it off. No. Which was really negative in the Kate's version. Mm-hmm. And in this, it's like, they're like, hey, hey, help me out. I was yeah, like, exactly. I like this better. So yeah. let's just run with it. Fine. Let's just run with no it. No one's going to refer to the Kate's run anyway, so why not? Yeah, I mean, they do... No, I, I know. Mean, like, no, I'm they, saying like they when they take... talk about the greater pantheon of Doctor Strange right. books, no one's they, gonna be like, "Oh my man, my favorite run was Kate's." Is, they like, might six be issues. for some people, um, but they do take very specific elements from that book yeah. and, and use them in here. So, uh, so check it out; it's cool. Um, so now we're definitely going to talk about what happened in the book. Yeah, just as a heads up, to spoilers everybody. for Century Number One. If you haven't had a chance to read it and you don't want us ruining it, although to be fair. Nothing that happens in this book will ruin it for you. No, there's no twist, there's no turn, there's no, like, big reveal. Like, what we'll describe is not as good as the way it's written. I guarantee it. Right, so you still get two I truly enjoyed this, and this was, I read this before I read Man of Steel. I really did that backwards. I should have read Man of Steel first and then followed it up with this. Yep. Because, like, I was just like, all right, cool, Sentry. Like, I enjoyed seeing him in Doctor Strange. I've enjoyed elements of of him when he's shown up in books. I loved the image of him ripping Carnage in two in space back in the day. And then ripping uh, Ares in two in Siege. Really, and, like, he actually ripped somebody in two in It's the same scene. It's the same image. He likes ripping characters in two. It's just his move. Yeah. It's his his Dixie twist. finishing. (laughs) Um, He's got one move left. I'm going to rip this person in two. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the story is, uh, so Bob Reynolds is sitting in his apartment, his really crappy, run-down, miserable apartment. Very crappy. He's looking a little worse than he did when Bendis reintroduced him in New Avengers, where he had, like, a beard, but he's still kind of, like, awesome looking. Yeah. And this is kind of, like, a little fatter, and he's got, like, a a really miserable homeless person beard. Yes. Just not taking care of himself physically. Not at all. Um, He's just sitting there, just waiting, waiting for something, waiting for time to tick down. Yeah. Um, And why is he waiting for time to tick down? Well, actually, I think he's sitting there because he is already... There, like Engaging. that's that's him. Yeah, that's his mind that's in just, the place. That's just his. That's his. Uh, he's kind of got um, <laughs> RBI. Yeah, RBF. Yeah, resting bitch face. Um, yeah. So he's sitting there because he was gifted a machine that allows him access to this like little mini dimension, which we saw conceptually in mm-hmm. Doctor Strange by Doctor Strange, where he can go into. And exist. However, in the version we saw in Doctor Strange, he existed as a man. Mm. And in this version, he exists as a sentry in there. Right. Um, so it's a little different. But I like this a little better. Yeah. Because So he goes within his brain into this, like, into pocket, this pocket reality. Which, by the way, is if you're no stranger to Marvel, that's a thing that's that happens. That's a thing. You pocket They make reality. pocket dimensions all the time. Sometimes pockets happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is the sentry, and he, like, is fighting, like, in a almost, like, campy, like, like 1950s-esque sort of like, hey, and he has like a whole team. He's got Scout and yes. Centris. Yes, he's and got a... the dog. Yeah. I can't remember the name of. I don't remember, but um, like, it's it's, Mar- it's Captain Marvel. It's the Marvel family. Yeah. It's Mary Marvel. It's like, it's 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 the, it's the Century family, which yeah. is a really neat idea. It's a cool idea. And, um... Not one I really want to see, because I, I don't think, like, I, I, I'm really, I'm not a big fan of Captain Marvel, but I like the idea behind it. Right. And I like the idea of them using it for Marvel, because, you know, it's more miserable and yeah, I, I, I liked it in here, so I don't mind seeing it. Yeah. Um, and the situation that we see is essentially... Initially, you don't know this is happening in a pocket dimension. Right. You 
aren't sure. It could be a flashback. Exactly, because he starts out talking about memories and the importance of memories and how they make you who you are and how people remember you and all this stuff, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very, like, I, I like the examination of this character. Um, and New York is, I think it's New York. No, is it? Because Century Tower is there. Century Tower. Mm-hmm. Which is which is a thing that was on top of New Avengers Tower, which right. I assume was the same. Like, at first I'm like, oh man, was this like sometime during the New Avengers era? But like... Nope. It's kind of nebulous. I think it it's supposed matter. to be like, it's like Coast City. It's like, uh, it's, it's like Century City. Right, oh. and like, they're like, people's shadows are coming to life, and they're going to form a giant monster. Yeah. And um, Sentry has to stop them, and so like, that's when the Sentry family shows up, and they all start helping him out, and then he realizes that like, he has to go to the moon, because he has like, an Oracle-like character, or um, even Jarvis. Yes. Or, um, uh, or, um, Booster Gold's little guy. Yeah, but his, his name is Clock. Yeah, and um, the tells, Clock is a thing. Tells Sentry, "Hey, you have to go to the moon. That's where the Void is." Mm-hmm. And the Void ends up inside. He's in the moon, so like he punches his way through the moon, which yeah, he destroys, destroys the moon. moon. And then he rips the Void's head from his body, thus killing him and like stopping the attack with the yep. shadows. And it's like cool. And then he goes back to Earth, and he's just like, "Don't worry, the moon will fix itself, just like everything else fixes itself here." In this reality, in this reality he reality, openly says, "Like I'm in a different place." Yeah, and it, and they're like, including the Void. He's just like, "That's right." And then he literally like trons on out of there. Yep. Like where he goes like, to like whoa. this beacon, and he leaves, and he goes back. So they go to his apartment where you see, again, the miserable old man yeah. of, of Bob Reynolds. And um, he has a clock, and it's set to 24 hours. Yep. And uh, he gets himself ready for the day, which is funny because initially I thought that, like, he had a night shift, and that was the time. Right. I didn't catch the ticking down till later on. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that Bob is a short order cook. Yep. At, like, a diner where he works with his former partner, Scout. Yeah. Um, who we see has lost an arm. He's got an arm off. Um, for yep. you, Shaun of the Dead fans. <laughs> I think it's just me and Danielle. Um, but they have like a, a smoke break outside or just a break in general. And uh, Scout's aware of what Bob has been doing. Yes. And he wishes he could go with him mm-hmm. because he misses doing it. Right. And Bob's like, don't miss doing this. He's right. just like, it would put, I, I would put you in danger. I'd put every, the whole world in danger because if the Sentry exists, the Void exists. Right. So if neither exists, we're all better off. Yeah, so if you are like a hardcore Sentry fan and you're just like, I love the, the dichotomy of the Sentry and the Void and their duality, and the, like all that is preserved. Like all the things yeah. that you like about the Sentry, like his internal struggle, his, uh, his, his nemesis being himself, uh, the the whole like my 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 non-century life and my century life are very different and very like one is great and one is miserable or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, apparently, they brought back Lindy. I didn't realize that because like I've been kind of like off the board with Century for a while. Like okay. last I checked, Bullseye murdered Lindy and just dumped her body in the East River. So like when he said his ex-wife, I was like, ex? Yeah. Did you do you mean that like Lindy came back to life or do you mean that you like remarried in that short time between then and then she then you got divorced again? Um in any event, uh I guess things are okay. Right? Or I guess she's back to life. Right? Um so anyway, you know, you just get to see that very very obviously that um <laughs> that they want or Scout wants to be part of Century's life. Yes. And like to not be doing His this fake anymore. Life. Yeah. He doesn't want to be a short order cook. He doesn't want to have only one arm. He wants to feel like he's part of the universe or like part of the world. He wants to feel world. useful and effective. Yeah, again. and that's about the time they see like Superman like swinging across the Spider-Man. Sp- <laughs> we gotta stop talking about Man of Steel, man. I know, it just I know. gets in there. Um, Spider Man swinging across the city and like 
you know, I think it's a perfect character. Oh yeah, because it's just because like, he's, he's everywhere. Yeah. You know, he's he's, he's, he's one doing, of the most recognizable. He's helping everybody all time. out. Like he's you know yeah. He's, he's he helps and the, he is, the little guy. He and helps he's connected the big to guys. Sentry in a little way. Yes, exactly. Um, and so we also reveal that the waitress who works in the diner. Um, Bob's been putting her into as centrist the, yes. into like the simula- simulation. And while Scout knows, she don't. Yeah. So he's like, I wonder how she would know how she would feel about that. And he's like, I wish I'd never told you. Exactly. About that. So Sentry uh, or Bob's on his way home. Um, he notices that his clock says it's like he's got fourteen and a half hours in order to get back into the thing because mm-hmm. he has to go in there once a day, as we find out. Yeah. And we find that out because he's confronted by like a big black car with all these lights on it and a couple of like agents like yep. pop Everyone's out. Show up. Yep, along with Misty Knight. And you're like, yay! I really was. I was just like, whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and she's part of the um, ACD. Yes. The apparent crimes division. Mm-hmm. Which is, man, Marvel loves their acronyms. Right. And basically they're trying to keep an eye on Bob mm-hmm. and being like, listen, like Misty spoke up for him. Tony Stark spoke up for him. And yeah. Said, like, After he... Doctor Strange brought him back to life and like did all this crazy stuff, I guess he, he phoned it in. Yeah. Yes. Maybe when on his way, maybe while he and Tony were thinking about how he was going to get his magic back, well, he was like, "Oh, by the way, Sentry's back." I, no, I assume because he existed in that pocket thing before that. Right. So maybe they've always been keeping an eye on him through this, and yeah, now I guess. that like, but like he was somewhere else in the Kate's run. He wasn't. It's very like trying to figure that timeline out. Maybe Don't. It may not be worth it. Um, but regardless, Misty's like, "You're supposed to check." Because Shield isn't here, it would have been Shield, but now it's something else. Yeah, Misty's like, you, "You're supposed to check in with us every day." Yeah, you haven't. Mm-hmm. You didn't check into us with us yesterday or yep. today or whatever. Or today, yeah. And he's just like, "Listen, I have it under control." She's like, "I get that. I know right. you do, but they don't know it, and my word only goes so far." Exactly. So you have to follow the rules. Yeah. If you don't, I when I come back next time, it's going to be with a lot more guys, and right. we're going to have to take you away. And the implication is like maybe like the guys are like the Avengers or something. That it's not going to be right. like dudes. Well, in no, suits. they kind of they do. Look at what can they do? You know, if they piss him off enough, he's just going to sentry out and then bring I out the, the void. I think that she knows he won't. Mm. I think she's like, we could just bring agents because he won't risk it, even yeah. if we were going to arrest him. When they were him. talking about how, like, we'll put you in a hole so deep in the earth that you'll wish you were dead, I'm like, why don't they just kill him? Maybe the sentry would come out then. Maybe it's like the Hulk. Mm. Like the sentry would save him. Or the void. Oh, I mean, that'd be cool. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, these are government agents. You know, it's like, why don't they just assassinate this guy? It'd be such a problem. Right. Like, why would you, like, give him a crappy apartment and, like, because and I, risk I any of this? Because I do wonder if there are a bunch of, like, um, you know those, like, plans that the governments have? Like, if X happens... He's part of the contingency Yeah, where it's just, like, if something hurt, like... If Galactus showed back up yeah. and we didn't have the Fantastic Four, which we'd we don't, have to bring and he's back, back. Yeah, that's we'd true. have to pull, call out the Sentry and just deal with the Void later. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know what I mean? Like, so it could just be like part of that. I don't right. know. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Sentry's like, or Bob's like, I get it. Fine, whatever. Like he's yeah. annoyed. When okay. He gets it. So they leave, and he goes back to his apartment, and he gets up the stairs, and he sees that the door's busted, and, mm-hmm. and he's like, immediately, he, I think he he's, he's aware of he's how screwed everything, everything together, is. and the device is gone, mm-hmm. and um. He knows that, like, time's ticking down. And we jump into the pocket reality, which is messed up because it's, like, in his head. Mm-hmm. And um, Scout's been waiting with the dog yeah. for the sentry to show up because he shows up usually at a very specific yep. time. And someone else shows up and yes. kills Scout. And the dog. And the dog. And the dog, I think, is a corgi? Uh, yeah, I think he is. It looks like it. I think he is a corgi. So So it's really sad. Sorry. It's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> he really is. But, He's, yeah. Um, and Scout... I can't tell, like, he seems to recognize... He does. But it's like, it's hard to tell if it's 
it's you and I know who you are or it's you're you're not Bob right. so therefore how could you be here yes so I assume that they do um you know where he does recognize him mm-hmm. um, and that's where they leave it where it's just like it's yeah. totally screwed. I do love the end line. Yes. Like, what a world this is. What a wonderful, wonderful yeah. world. I'm like, <laughs> it's That's messed fun. up. Yeah. So messed up. Good work. Um, yeah. So this is, I love when they do, I do hope this is just a mini. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm going to want more afterwards. Right. But like, I love when they do these like shorter stories. Yeah. Because like, I just feel like they just put their hearts in like all they of really it in need, there. When it comes to the century, like only put people who are like, un, who are not weary, who are not going to like lose interest. Mm-hmm. Like I could see... If it was like a sick, if they only do minis for for century from now on, it's like every couple of years they do a century. Yeah, like that'd be cool. Yeah, like good, put Warren Ellis on the century. Put Jeff Lemire on the century. Put yes. like a, a Matt Kent on the century. Um, but don't don't put like Jeff Lemire on the century. Make it like an ongoing thing, and then like have to bring in Donny Cates, and then have him write the century for like ten issues, and then bring in Dennis Hopeless or some other friggin' person, and have them. <laughs> it's just two people you know. Character. I wasn't a fan of Unstrange. <laughs> um, but yeah. I uh, really, really enjoyed this. Um, I think if you're looking for something uh, it's a little grim, grittier. Yeah. A little, um, Which the century should be. Yeah, a little bit in the darker area of the Marvel Universe. Something that has a, a lot of mystery and may or may not have a happy ending. Yeah. Um, or, or you just like the examination of not only like the human psych- like human psychology and superhero psychology, but also just the like standard tropes of like man versus himself. Because, yes. Because like the century is... It's all about that. Well, yeah. The century is like the ultimate like you know, your own worst enemy. Yes. Like, he's the ultimate example of that, and I really like where Lemire is going with the examination of that concept Agreed. with like with him. Yeah. Um, even have, going so far as to having this pocket universe inside of himself. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, there are so many levels to this. <laughs> it's a lot of levels. Yeah. No, but like, legitimately, there no, are. Um, so I, I do, I recommend this book. I, I like agree. Jeff Lemire a lot. Yeah. Um, the art is interesting because it's all very, very gritty, but it has like this weird Adventure Brothers, mm-hmm. like, style yes, to it. Yes, it reminds me of uh, another artist whose name will come to me. It's like, it, it reminds me of like... Lionel you. I was going to say the uh, Jeff Shaw, mm. the artist from God Country, yes. meets Venture Brothers. Yeah, that's fine. That's a great combo. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But uh, yeah, so uh, I recommend it, as I think you do as well. Yeah. Uh, so check out The Century. Good job, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into some recommendations of books that are coming out this week that we yeah. think you should pick up. Uh, it's Slim Pickens this week. Not except for, for me. Except for another one. Uh, so <laughs> Batman number 50. I am really not a fan of Tom King's Batman. That said, I'm going to read it and I'm going to buy it. Yep. So, I mean, like, you, if you want to know what's happening with Batman for the next... Another 50 issues, I believe he promised or threatened that he'll be doing. Uh, So if you want to know what's going to be happening with Batman, and more importantly, if you're not a fan of Tom King's Batman, what everyone else is going to have to be dealing with for the next 50 issues or so, uh, you got to pick it up. And I will, because... You know, it's. I'm sure it'll be cool. Plus, Detective Comics is running up to. It's going to hit issue 1,000 sooner That's than exciting. later, and so everything's going to be impacted and influenced by it. Yep. Um, so I'm going to be checking that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice League number three from uh, Scott Snyder and Jorge Jimenez is coming out, and Jimenez is staying on the book for now. Yeah. Which is great because he's great. He is great. Um, so great. Uh, John Stewart is now an emissary of the Ultraviolet Lantern Corps, yeah. uh, headed up by Sinestro. And it looks like he's under the influence of some kind of evil, you know, spell or whatever. It's either that or it's the the energy itself. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be fighting the Justice League. And, of course, that'll be his initiation to joining the Justice League and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so much more, uh, you know, 
the a the a team went into the into the source thingy and so it's like <laughs> you know the energy ball head thing yeah yeah we got and, uh, we so got we get to see the payoff of that batman and superman and tiny batman and tiny lex luthor and, and tiny hawk girl yeah you got a lot of cool tiny characters in there that it's going to be really fun and and yet uh and tiny and, rick tiny rick <laughs> uh also we're finally uh, we are by the way going to see the turtle in action in okay. this issue there you go. Uh, who who are we talking about? Watch our last episode of uh, Off the Rack. Uh, so yeah, that's coming out. Nice. Um, nice, nice. In addition, uh, Avengers number four. You're big into the team books. I am. You like to get a lot of superheroes for a book. You know what it is? That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, that's actually the impetus behind Avengers and Justice League when they were created was, mm-hmm. you know, why would I pay 25 cents for a Batman book when I could pay 25 cents and get Batman and Superman and all these other characters? Mm-hmm. That's true. So uh, Jason Aaron is continuing uh, this book, which is like, I don't know if I like it or not. Uh, but it's drawn by Ed McGinnis, who, you know, I think it was better ten years ago. But uh, it continues the, the, the story. It's basically, the Avengers, because it's written by Aaron, is going to be like the must-read title that will lead into the big Asgardian event that uh, Aaron is setting up. Okay. And so if you want to get on board and you want to see why uh, Ghost Rider is in it, then uh, you should pick up this book, uh, because... You know, Thor versus Odin and Ghost Rider and She-Hulk and all kinds of neat stuff. And plus, you get some more payoff from that, uh, from that Avengers one million BC right thing that he also wrote. Yes. So any payoff you want to see from from Jason Aaron over the last like few years uh, is going to be in this title. So I don't know. It's it's kind of fine. It's getting away from what I like about the Avengers. Like I liked the Avengers when it was street level. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's it, it's high flying superheroics and it looks and it's consistently drawn. Right. Which is all I can really ask for at this point from an Avengers book. There you go. Um, so for me, I have no like. I mean, there's plenty of things you have mentioned. Most of like a lot of them. It's that true. I'm yeah, we did have some crossover. Um, so what I'm gonna talk about is a trade paperback that's coming out this week. And we're gonna buy it. I'm so buying this because, uh, or at least it's available for pre-order. I don't. I, I think no, it comes out on the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it but, comes out on the 4th, but you can pre-order it now. That's right. Um, no, I'm totally going to get this. Um, it's Rogue and Gambit, uh, the Ring of Fire trade paperback, the little one, like, five-issue miniseries that they did was, like, the highlight uh, for me early this year. Yeah. Uh, such a great book. So much fun. It was just fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was a great examination of the that couple's relationship, especially now that things have certainly changed for them. Um, you can go back and find out kind of where like it all why started. why that happened in X-Men Gold number 30? Um, not even why. I mean, like, you could have done that at any point in time. It wouldn't have mattered. But that, mm-hmm. like, this five issues really solidifies um, for me just the, sta- the status of their relationship and truly, I think, gave a greater understanding for each of them on one another. Right. Um, like, they, it, it, it's, it's just phenomenal. I don't want to ruin anything for you. Okay. It's, just, it's couples therapy. Is it, um, <laughs> is it the kind of book you would expect to see on back issues? Oh, yeah. Oh. And if you're not familiar with Back Issues, <laughs> check out our sister show, Back Issues, which there's a great playlist on this channel you can go check out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll have to see that in the future. Oh, that's Near future. so happening. Nice. So happening. I'm oh. so excited for that book. So good. Uh, so before we go, I just wanted to mention, if you want to watch uh, us some more, you can go over to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv uh, slash comicpoptv, and watch Tiffany play some Arkham City. Uh, which is happening over there. So jump on over to the Twitch. Uh, we're going to get that set up in the next five to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please join us there, and we will look forward to hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so thanks a lot for watching. And, of yeah. course, if you want to see more of this, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, because it helps us out. And, of course, it'll get you the updates about what's going on, because we make so many videos. Uh, you know. Also, we're going to have an ultra-patriotic good, bad, and ugly coming out tomorrow, maybe tonight for you uh, early birders. Or and, night uh, owls. Or night owls. It depends. <laughs> Whatever aviary creature I called creature them night birds are. the other night. Because Night I, birds. Yeah. 
That's cool. It's not cool. But uh, that's coming out. And it's uh, <laughs> it's it's all it's uber patriotic. Very. Um, and we're gonna we, we eviscerate Rob Liefeld. What you could imagine. I feel really bad in like hindsight. I really do. Uh, I, I, I I gave him. We, we we all took a minute and talked about like something good we liked about. But not about good. what he did. I feel really bad. Well, don't. I do, and I because and he's I, heard it all before. Yeah, but that's it's still. He mean. charges forty dollars for an autograph. Still mean. I'm sorry. It's just I don't know. Forty dollars. I was just. I felt like I was mean. I felt like I was very mean. It was not. Um, I think we should also thank you so much to all of our super chatters, and also very rarely is this ever said, but uh, to anyone out there who supports us on Patreon, thank you so very much yes, for doing that. It's true. Uh, we actually got a new patron during the show, and I wanted to thank them personally. Uh, oh. But I unfortunately, I didn't get to see what your name was. But thank you so much. Uh, for uh, your patronage and of course if you want to join the Patreon you get access to back issues and some behind the scenes uh, pictures and so forth uh, if you go to patreon.com slash comic pop um, we actually dropped a whole bunch of behind the scenes footage and uh, and pictures uh, <laughs> of us rebuilding the good bad and ugly set yeah a lot, a lot happened a lot happened yes, yesterday, yesterday. so I took a bunch of pictures very of it, randomly so <laughs> check it out and uh, so we'll see you guys in a few minutes over on twitch twitch.tv slash comic pop tv thanks a lot for watching bye guys <laughs> Thank you.